Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. Hey mamacita. Well, uh, I will tell you that the quarantine is over. <laughs> if you listen to the last two episodes, you'll know that uh, that I had to stay at home a while with my three kids. It was very challenging, mamacita. I'm not going to lie, but it's over. Just like everything else, everything passes. So I'm back again. And um, this time I want to talk about our six basic needs as a human being. So I'm bringing back a lesson that I was taught along with all the Tony Robbins workshops that I've done. And it's something that's very helpful in order to understand why I do what I do. And so this is this lesson on the six basic human needs. It's going to be a two-part series. First, I'm going to talk about the four needs of the personality. And then I'm going to talk about the two spiritual needs on the next English episode. Um, I'm doing this so that you as a person can analyze why you do what you do, whether it's something that's healthy for you or it's something that's actually not to your benefit, or it's unhealthy or toxic, whatever your actions are, there's a reason why you do it. And the reason why you do it is because you're fulfilling a need with each action that you take. So it's a really interesting exercise that you can do after I talk about the six basic needs to really analyze why you do what you do. So if you have an unhealthy habit, for example, you can replace that unhealthy habit. Once you analyze what need you're fulfilling with that unhealthy habit, you can replace it with a healthy habit. Anyways, that's jumping forward. But let's cover the four basic needs of the personality. So Tony Robbins tells us that the first basic need we have is all human beings. And this is every single human being on the planet has, has his need is the need for certainty. So what is certainty? We all have the need to feel the sense of security, right? Um, if you guys were listening to me right now, but you didn't know that a bomb was going to go off, you wouldn't be able to listen to me, right? Because first you have the need to feel somewhat safe. Um, you have the need for food. You want to be certain that you're going to have your meal, the next meal. You want to have the certainty that you have a roof over your head, uh, that you're also going to have clothing to wear. So the first basic need that we as human beings try to fulfill is that need for certainty. Now, once you fulfill like the very bare minimum of this need for certainty, that doesn't mean that the certainty need goes away. Why? It's because There's people that have different risk tolerances, right? 
So the need for certainty will always be there, even once you cover your basic needs. But if your basic needs aren't even covered, that's all that's going to occupy your mind. Like, for example, during war times, people that are uh, in, in areas of war where they don't know from one moment to another if they're going to be okay, the only thing they worry about is covering that basic need. So basically, this need for certainty is, re is really like a survival need, the need for survival. But even if in our heads, we know that we're surviving little by little, right? We still have the need for certain things to be like certain. Some people need, have the need for certainty higher than others. For example, some people financially to feel certain, they need to have $10 million in their bank accounts. Other people, in order to feel certain, they need to pray to God and tell themselves, you know what? I always figure it out. I know that no matter what happens, I have God that has my back and I always somehow get through with it. Maybe that's the, that's the way that they fulfill their certainty by praying or by meditating. So people fulfill the need for certainty in many different ways. And you can also fulfill your need for certainty in toxic ways. For example, people who smoke cigarettes, a lot of times are fulfilling their need for certainty in the sense that they know exactly how they're going to chain like how they're going to feel when they smoke that cigarette so they look for that cigarette just to feel to have to fulfill that need for certainty like they know the way they're going to feel after smoking a cigarette and that's why they go and they grab it other people fulfill their need for certainty for example by making sure that they're you know that they wake up at the same time every single day so they need to know that their routine is in place and their routine gives them that sense of certainty. Now, as you and I both know, the only thing that's certain in life is change and death. So it's kind of funny because we're always trying to fulfill that need for certainty, but is anything really certain? Uh, so for this, I say, you know, our ability to cope with risk and some certain type of risk, the better we can cope with risks and uncertainty, the more happy we'll actually be able to be. So our happiness is directly proportionate to the amount of uncertainty that we can actually have and sustain in our lives. Like for example, when I, going back to the example of somebody needing to have $10 million in the bank to feel certain versus the person who just needs to pray to feel certain, who do you think has a bigger chance of being happy? The person who needs the $10 million or the person who can feel that same sense of certainty by praying. Not to say that just, you know, that take all the risks without thinking about it and analyzing, but think to yourself where perhaps you can allow yourself the space to have uncertainty so that your need for certainty is fulfilled faster. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so this is the bottom of the pyramid the need for certainty. The next need that we have as human beings, once we have our need for certainty met, is the need for variety, which interestingly enough is kind of the opposite of our need for certainty. Our need for variety is our need for like spontaneity and a little bit of adventure and surprise. And you might be telling me, no, 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 no. I am completely risk adverse. I am that person that needs to feel certain and I, about everything well. If you knew what was going to happen to you every single minute of the day from now on forward, you would probably think to yourself, wow, that would be 
kind of boring, right? Your life would be very boring. Our lives would be very boring if we knew exactly what was going to happen tomorrow and the next day and the year afterwards. There wouldn't be even a need to live because we just know exactly what was going to happen. And so it kind of takes the fun away. Well, it's because variety is also a human need. We have a need for a little bit of an element of surprise and adventure. And of course, some people's need for variety is very intense, right? They need to have variety and change all the time. Now, there are many ways that you can actually get your, your need from variety met. Uh, for example, you, people take trips to feel a sense of variety in their lives. That could be a very like nice and healthy way to fill that void. Or you could do a certain sport that gives you that sense of variety. Like you could feel like every day is different. Like people who could do like a, a triathlon, you know, and they do it in different areas uh, and they, they, they might feel the need for variety being met by that. Or you could do something unhealthy. Again, taking the smoking example, some people fulfill both certainty and variety by smoking because they're certain how they're going to feel, but they're also searching for variety in their state. So they feel a certain way and that change of state that the cigarette gives them, gives them that variety. So that smoking habit might be twice as hard to lose because they're fulfilling two basic human needs at the same time by doing that. Same thing can be for alcohol or overeating, right? Both of those things can give you that sense of certainty. You know what's going to happen. You know, it's something you can control. And also it gives you that sense of variety in the sense that, you know, it gives you a change of a feeling inside. And so you're actually fulfilling two basic human needs with that unhealthy habit. Okay. So the next human basic need after certainty and variety is the need for significance. So what is significance? What is that human need that we have to feel significant? It's that need to feel special, the need to feel important, the need to feel that our lives matter. Human beings have that instinctual need to feel like they're worthy, right? That, that they're, they, they matter, basically. In essence, it's the need of significance is that need to feel that they matter, or that we matter, right? Now, the need for significance is a tricky one, right? And why, why do I say tricky? Well, because this one is one that we really have to examine closely. How we're getting our need for significance met in this moment in time. Why? Because a lot of people fulfill this need of significance by trying to capture more and more material things, right? Or exterior things, worldly things. For example... People can feel significant by making a lot of money. Other people feel significant by the amount of followers that they have or by the success that they have at work. Other people feel significant, you know, by looking beautiful and by being young. So when I say it's one of those things that we have to examine closely is because all of these things that are external things that we reach for if they're taken away, does that mean that we're not significant? So when you examine how do I, as a human being, feel significant, try to see what it is that can make you feel significant that cannot be taken away from you. Because if you are getting your significance from money and that money's taken away from you, does that mean you're insignificant? Or if you're young and beautiful and you find your significance 
and looking hot, does that mean you're no longer significant when you're not? Or if you have this many followers and you're feeling significant because of that, or you have this career where you've elevated to the top and you're super uber successful, once that goes away and you retire, does that mean that you no longer become significant? So I think this is where spirituality and religion come into play, at least for me, because I've, I've tried to analyze that need for significance. And I think this is something where when we think of the spiritual, if we try to adopt the empowering belief that we're significant no matter what, then that can, we, then we don't have to search for our significance in any external areas or out there. It's not out there. We can feel that that significance is a part of us, right? That significance is a part of us and that it's not something that we have to perhaps earn. Or you can find your significance in extending yourself out to others by contributing and by helping others. And if that makes you feel significant, then that's something that nobody can take away from you. And it really doesn't have any downsides. But with society today, when you look around, you realize that a lot of people try to get their significance from material and very superficial things. So that's number three. And number four is love and connection. So with this need, we're going up the pyramid and now we have a need to feel love and connection. Now, when we feel love and connection and how we feel love and connection is very different for many people, right? Some people fulfill that need for connection and love by connecting with their friends, connecting with their family, the relation, building relationships that they have at work, and they feel that sense of connection with people. Other people fulfill that need for love and connection by meditating. They might feel connected to mother nature, or they might sense that feel of connection to God when they pray, or they might even feel a sense of connection when they do art and they do something artistic because they feel like, wow, somehow I feel connected to the universe and I feel that I have a purpose. And I'm, when I'm doing that one thing, it's making me feel connection. And it's not just a connection with somebody else. It could be a connection, like I said, with yourself or with the universe or with God. So those are the four personality needs. So needs of the personality. So this is the exercise for today. I want you to think about those four things. And so far, which ones are the ones that you give the most importance to? Do you always need to feel that sense of control and have certainty in your life? Or are you constantly searching for variety and the need to change things? Or are you constantly wanting to feel important and significant? Or is what you look for and strive for is to feel a connection with others, yourself or God. So look at, examine those four basic needs and think about what it is that you do. And the interesting thing would be to look at those things that both benefit you and the things that you're doing that might be your bad habits. And particularly look at those bad habits because when you examine those bad habits, not that you don't want to examine your good habits, I would examine those as well. But don't forget to look at those things that you want to change perhaps in your life. Those bad habits that really keep you from moving forward, that keep you feeling stuck. Why? Because when you 
extrapolate them from your mind and you pinpoint them, you can say, okay, I do X, Y, Z. And these three things are things that I really don't want to do anymore. But what is the need that I'm fulfilling when I'm doing and taking part of this activity? So for example, if you are a person who thinks, man, I'm really over drinking right now. I'm drinking too much alcohol and I really would like to stop and examine why is it that you are reaching for that constantly? If it's in an unhealthy manner, what need are you fulfilling by doing that? Is it your need for certainty? Is it your need for significance, variety, or love and connection? It could be all four of them. Could be all four things that are stacked on top of one another. And that's what keeps on coming back. Why, why that keeps you coming back to the bad habit. And then try to see after you realize, wow, I, and I'm giving you as an example, man, I overeat because when I overeat, I feel certain. And I feel also like variety because my, my body changes like state and I no longer have that need of anxiety because I feel saturated. And then I'm also feeling like significant because maybe you, you feel powerless in other areas in your life, but you know that you can grab that cookie or that donut and put it in your mouth and you feel in control like that. And then on top of that, you feel love and connection because maybe you're uh, with a group of people who that's how you connect with. You connect through food. I'm giving you an example. Once you examine all that, think to yourself, what's another way that I can fulfill all these needs where I wouldn't be jeopardizing my health and I wouldn't be jeopardizing my mental state and where I would actually be feeling proud of myself. Because we do what we do to fulfill different needs. And we always have a reason behind what we do. Even if what we're doing is not exactly good for us, this will give you an insight as to what you, why you do what you do. So the next part of this podcast series, next week, I'm going to come back and I'm actually going to talk about the last two needs that we have. And these two needs are the needs of the spirit. Now, for anyone who loves self-help and feels that there's something more to life, these are the needs that you're going to want to hear about because it's what actually brings self-fulfillment. It's no longer earthly things that we're talking about, right? The earthly needs of this world are the needs that we discovered, but the spirit also has two needs. And if we are striving to also get those needs met, chances are our life will feel more fulfilling. We'll find more joy, happiness, contentment, and all those good things that we strive to feel. By the way, on the website, on mamaconganas.com, forward slash 105, I'm going to put the pyramid of the human basic needs so that you can see how they all become a little bit more sophisticated as we go up the pyramid. So don't miss the next part of this two-part series to examine the two spiritual needs. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode, mamasconganas.com forward slash 105. Until next time, besitos. It's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. 
every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. Besitos.